podcast for my mother. She read to me when I was little, so now I'm returning the favour and you're welcome to listen along. It's Thursday and that means I'm reading something offbeat. Sundays are for classics, but whatever I'm reading, it's always great writing. It is April 21, 2022, and I am on the road, recording this in the Victorian country city of Bendigo. It is lovely here, and I cannot recommend the Hotel Ernest enough and the Shamrock. Now, April 21 will ring a bell with long-time listeners. It is the birth date of Rome, my favourite city. The date that Romulus traced the Pomerian, the boundary between the city, the Urbs, from the country, the Aegea. Urb from which we get the concept of the suburbs, the suburbs, not in the city but not in the country, well, we've got Romulus to thank for that. Tonight, I have a very short reading for you. I'm reading some great Roman writing by Publius Flavius Vegetius Renatus, writing in about the year 430 AD. He wrote an incredibly influential little book called De Re Militaris, on military matters, which he dedicated to the emperor of the time, Valentinian III. Using the works of earlier writers, including Cato writing way back about the Punic Wars, and from legal items developed by emperors Augustus and Trajan and Hadrian, Vegetius, as he is known, put together a compendium a sort of how-to of Roman military processes, taken from earlier Roman Empire periods, because he was in the late Roman Empire, as things were beginning to militarily wind down, shall we say, or just not be as successful as earlier. Valentinian III, for example, used mercenaries. He'd let the Roman army disintegrate so much that he needed outside help. Vegetius wanted to see the Roman army strength restored, which seems a bit odd because he was a Christian. I can't explain that. It seems very incongruous for a Christian to care about the army. But in any case, this little book was so influential, it was widely and consistently translated and reproduced long before the printing press and it became the handbook on how to, for example, manage a siege, among other things, all the way through to the 17th century. And this book is where we get Civis Pacem Parabellum. If you want peace, prepare for war. The Doctrine of Deterrence. Peace through strength, which is kind of front of mind as the Russian-Ukraine war enters day 50-something, I think. Parabellum is also the title of John Wick 3, for those who love that movie franchise. Count me in. So tonight, I'm going to read just the opening of De Re Militaris, which contains the Parabellum phrase. And just so you know, when I say Lacedaemonian, I mean 
Spartans. You know the ones. This is Sparta! Let's begin. The Athenians and the Lacedaemonians, before the Macedonians got possession of their land, speak of the ancient annals. Among the Athenians, the industry of diverse arts flourished, as well as military affairs. But for the Lacedaemonians, their chief concern was for the wars. The Athenians finally gathered up the experiences of combat and wrote to instruct the military, which is believed to be comprised only of valour, or at least success. To bring them back to discipline and skill, and to instruct young men in tactics, their practice, and the variety of fighting, is what is required. The discipline of the Lacedaemonians profited them in battles, to say nothing of the rest. Take the example of Xanthippus of Carthage, who, having often conquered Marcus Attilius Regulus and the Roman army, brought aid to the Carthaginians in the First Punic War, not by valour but by skill, defeating the Roman armies and subduing them. And Hannibal, about to ask for Italy, he asked the Spartan teacher of arms. O men be praised with the greatest admiration who especially wished to learn the military art without which other arts cannot follow. Following these institutions, the Romans retained the precepts of the march, of tactics, of practice and variety of fighting, and they practised it. They therefore who wishes for peace, prepare for war. He who desires victory should carefully dress his soldiers. He who desires a favourable result fights by art, not by chance. And no one dares to provoke him, no one dares to offend, whom he perceives to be his superior if he fights. And that's where we'll leave it tonight. Wise words from a veggie. Vegetius. On this Rome's birthday, she is 2,775 years young, la citta eterna. I always find dipping into really ancient writing is such a revelation for the clarity of their thinking, and I wonder if that came about because of the difficulty of the writing. Think how quickly we can capture in writing all of our thoughts these days using a computer, using a keyboard. By comparison, ancient writing practice was so much more time-consuming, and maybe this led to them being so simple and straightforward in their thinking. They therefore who wishes for peace, prepare for war, is an example of that kind of succinct expression. And I do think Vegetius hit upon a major truth. But I'm no military person, so what do I know? I'd be interested to know from any military folks who are listening, though, and who may be familiar with De Re Militaris. 
by all means get in touch by email to nudireads at gmail.com. And on that note, I'll sign off. But before I go, shout out to listener Sharon in Pennsylvania in the United States. Thank you for your suggestion that I spend a bit of time explaining the cultural setting for these classic works that I am reading that are 19th century and older. Sharon felt I could have explained more about Napoleon being on his first exile on the island of Elba to help ground the opening chapter of The Count of Monte Cristo into a historical context. And Sharon, I agree. So look out for more context in future episodes. She also wrote that I have a very nice voice, which is very kind. Thank you. Right, I'll be back on Sunday, 9pm Sydney time with a classic and I wish you all a great rest of the week. Till next time then, take care. It's slippery out there and thanks for listening to Nitty Reads. Nitty Reads.